passion is defined as strong and barely controllable emotion, usually of enthusiasm. It can also be a strong desire for something. Having a passion leads to ambition and successfulness later in life. However, even though many children can identify with a passion early on, such as dance or art, oftentimes going through school kills this passion because of how the school system works. And that's what we'll be talking about today. Today we will be exploring the concept of passion development within the lives of high school students. Along with our own ideas on the topic, we have scoured the halls of Jackson High School to ask random students if they have a passion outside of school. And with that, we observed that all student responses fell within three categories. First, the group that found their passion within organized group activities. The second group, which we predicted would have the most students, simply did not have a passion or struggled to think of one when we asked them. We have our favorite group, the ones who truly have been able to find a passion in their environment outside of school. As Sheridan said before, we walked the halls and asked the simple question, what is your passion outside of school, to students that we bumped into along the way. We will now share with you a couple of our favorite responses. Outside of school. Cheerleading. Cheerleading. Thank you. Awesome. Um, my passion outside of school is volunteer work because I love helping the community and seeing how it has an impact. Great. Um, I like to like like a hobby. Yeah. Um, I like to draw. Yeah. Running. responses, it is clear to see that a lot of students do not have a true passion. Apart from a couple of kids that said their passion, like the girl that said that she enjoyed cinematography or the other girl that said she really liked architecture, the students didn't really show anything that was actually outside of school, even though that was the question that we asked. A a couple students did say that they simply did not know, but a lot of students listed a sport or club activity that we do have at Jackson High School, and that's not really showing that they're branching out or doing anything out of the ordinary or finding something that they like by themselves. While participating in clubs and sports can help find a passion, a lot of times you're pressured to join clubs and sports, which we will touch on later in the video. Since we have this lack of passion in our schools, it's also creating a lack of individuality, among other things. And we're starting to see it affect college applications. 
We didn't have the chance to have a sit-down interview with a college admissions officer since many of them are busy at this time of year. However, we did email the director of admissions at NYU and he was kind enough to respond and he said that he does see that people are starting to write down things on their application or participate in activities that they think that colleges will want them to do. And this is very common among students where they participate in certain clubs or activities that will make them look better to colleges or they take certain classes that they think will appear better on an application. But in reality, all the colleges care about is who you are as a person and what you like to do. But right now, because of all this pressure, a lot of students are looking the exact same and have no individuality. And that's going to make it even harder to get into college because you're going to have to have almost perfect grades and it's just creating a lot more pressure. In our daily lives, there does seem to be a separation in schoolwork and finding creative activities outside of school. I know many students who get very stressed out over schoolwork and they don't really have an outside activity that they could go to to find calmness and to de-stress. For me, cooking and baking is something that helps me relax, but there simply is not enough time in the day to fit in all of those things um, that I like to do. And I think many students, such as myself, prioritize schoolwork over self-care, and that can be detrimental after a while. Because of all this pressure and stress that is leading to many mental health issues among today's students, how schools run and the passion and ideas develop there is becoming a big concern and is being questioned more and more. It's also becoming a hot topic of discussion. And that is why Ken Robinson's TED Talk about this very topic, passion in school, is the most viewed TED Talk. We were not able to get an interview with Ken Robinson. He is a very busy man as he is the top researcher of this topic. We are going to play now for you a small section of his TED Talk. She's, she's the main reason we're leaving the country. But, uh, but something strikes you when you move to America and when you travel around the world. Every education system on earth has the same hierarchy of subjects. Everyone, doesn't matter where you go, you think it would be otherwise, but it isn't. At the top are mathematics and languages. Then the humanities and the bottom of the arts, everywhere on earth. And in pretty much every system too, there's a hierarchy within the arts. Art and music are normally given a higher status in schools than drama and dance. There isn't an education system on the planet that teaches dance every day to children the way we teach them mathematics. Why? Why not? I think this is rather important. I think maths is very important, but so is dance. Children dance all the time if they're allowed to. We all do. We all have bodies, don't we? Did I miss a meeting? I mean, I think... <laughs> Truthfully, what happens is, as children grow up, we start to educate them progressively from the waist up. And then we focus on their heads, and slightly to one side. If you were to visit education as an alien and say, what's it for, public education, I think you'd have to conclude, if you look at the output, you know, who really succeeds by this? Who does everything they should? Who gets all the brownie points? You know, who are the winners? I think you'd have to conclude the whole purpose of public education throughout the world is to produce university professors, isn't it? They're the people who come out the top, and I, I used to be one, so there, you know. <laughs> but, 
And I like university professors, but, you know, we shouldn't hold them up as the, uh, the, the high watermark of all human achievement. They're just a form of life. You know, another form of life. But they're rather curious, and I say this out of affection for them. There's something curious about professors. In my experience, not all of them, but typically, they live in their heads. They live up there and slightly to one side. They're disembodied, you know, in a kind of literal way. You know, they, they look upon their body as a form of transport for their heads. <laughs> you know, it's... Don't they? It's a way of getting their head to meetings. If you want real evidence of out-of-body experiences, by the way, get yourself along to a residential conference for senior academics and pop into the discotheque on the final night. And there you will see it. Grown men and women writhing uncontrollably. Off the beat. Waiting to end so they can go home and write a paper about it. Now, our education system is predicated on the idea of academic ability. And there's a reason. The whole system was invented around the world. There were no public systems of education really before the 19th century. They all came into being to meet the needs of industrialism. So the hierarchy is rooted on two ideas. Number one, that the, the most useful subjects for work are at the top. So you were probably steered benignly away from things at school when you were a kid, things you liked on the ground you would never get a job doing that. Is that right? Don't do music, you're not going to be a musician. Don't do art, you won't be an artist. Uh, benign advice. Now, profoundly mistaken. The whole world is engulfed in a revolution. And the second is academic ability, which has really come to dominate our view of intelligence because the universities designed the system in their image. If you think of it, the whole system of public education around the world is a protracted process of university entrance. And the consequence is that many highly talented, brilliant, creative people think they're not because the thing they were good at at school wasn't valued or was actually stigmatized. And I think we can't afford to go on that way. Robinson is obviously very well educated on the subject. Um, and even in the position of a professor, he said that those universities are kind of shaping our modern education system in their image. And because of that, we thought one of the best points he made was that um, everyone doesn't need to go to college. And that's kind of what we're pushing for right now in our society. And so we actually found that an estimated amount of 20 to 50 percent of students enter college as undecided. And an estimated amount of 75% of students change their major at least once before graduation, showing that many students go into college as a next step, but they're not really shown where to go, and they don't know exactly what they want to do next. And on top of that, 57% um, of students enrolled in college aren't done after six years, and of that, 33% of students drop out entirely and do not finish. And that's something that we thought was extremely interesting. Um, and it really resonates with us because we know many personal people who go to college and they don't know what they're doing. And it costs a lot of money to just go and explore. And for some people, that's okay. But for the majority, they're just not getting something out of high school that could help them in their real lives unless they are truly going into a university. It's very clear that passion and creativity are being stunted or completely taken away in schools because of values like going to college or the maths and, and sciences, which really started becoming a big thing during 
the Cold War when we needed them because we were trying to compete with Russia and things like that. So it was really important then. It's still important now, of course, but it's just not the same and we don't need to be pushing it as hard as we are. There are plenty of other things that you can do in life and you don't have to pursue this in science or the medical field you don't have to be a lawyer there are so many jobs and it's kind of wrong in my opinion that we're steering kids away from things that they really like when they're very young just because we don't think that they'll be able to make a living out of it which is something that Ken Robinson also talked about in his video I just think that it's very important that we allow children and kids to really explore themselves when they're in high school or they're in elementary school even. So then you don't see as many people being upset with their jobs or not content or happy later in life. Because honestly, passion is what creates successfulness and ambition and creates creativity and we can have if we just let kids explore we can have so many new ideas and businesses and progress but that's just all being stopped because we have these values that we've been keeping that are kind of outdated today we've been over how passion is killed in schools essentially and that can lead to many issues later in life such as not being content with your job or content with your life or dropping out of college, or having to switch majors, and a lot of other complications. We want to end our podcast today by saying that it's very important to find something that you are passionate about, even if it is seen as lesser by the school or people in society. Thank you, and have a nice day.